Welcome back to the Cornerman Podcast. I am Kung Fu Kenny, and we're coming at you today with only two of us. Uh, my boy Sid's with us, and Chase ain't feeling too good, so you know he's sitting at the house chilling right now. He's taking this one out on the yeah. sidelines. <laughs> um, today we got a recap of UFC 264, McGregor versus Poirier. We're also going to recap uh, last week's fight, um, Makachev versus Moises, and... Then we're going to give our takes for this upcoming weekend's fights. Uh, Sanhagen versus Dillashaw, which should be very interesting. And that'll be July 24th. Yes, sir. Let's knock this shit out. So a few weeks ago, we had UFC 264. Connor versus Dustin 3. That was on uh, July 10th. Uh, we're going to start way at the early prelims with a pretty crazy fight. I'm sure everybody's seen the pictures of uh, Jessica I's forehead split open. The third eye, yeah. you said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jessica Ivers, Jennifer Maya. That was a that was just a fucking three round brawl. Uh, Jennifer Maya came out with a dub. Yeah, uh, they were going at it for a while. I mean, she split her forehead open like what second round? I think second round. Yeah. So I mean, dude, it was gashed open. Those photos were rough. Yeah, that was like, awesome. You could easily tell it was to the bone. Yep. Yeah, you could. Yeah, we seen that on Twitter. Like maybe a few minutes after the picture yes. surfaced, like. Someone zoomed in, captured it, and was like, I'm pretty sure that's Skull. <laughs> and you look Dude, at it closely, sure, it definitely easily. is her Skull. <laughs> uh, that, was a, that was a banger. Um, going into the prelims, um, a, fa- a fight that kind of stuck out to everybody. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of people were complaining. I've seen you know, a couple of complaints on Twitter. Um, but Ryan Hall versus Ilya Topurin. Uh, oh, bro. <laughs> you already know. Yeah, so many people were just gash, you know, giving Ryan Hall so much shit. Well, I mean, I mean dude, all he did was kind of roll around on the ground the whole time. He did, yeah. Time. It, was, it wasn't I mean, good I to was watch. Hating. I was hating, don't get me wrong, and yeah. I appreciate what y'all were saying. You're mm-hmm. like, you know, Joe Rogan said he's a wizard, you know? Like, yeah. he's just, it's crazy. It's top, what he does, but he's is definitely he a, a one-tier is he a one pony act? Yeah, kind one, of deal? Two, two, two one dimensional. Yeah, like I mean, is that his only thing? He's gonna leg hook you and break you down and submit you? Like, yeah, I don't know, man. That was just a little over the top for me. Yeah, and um, not knocking his style. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's fantastic that he is as brilliant of a submission artist. But at the same time, too, like get on your feet and bang for a little bit, man. Do something. Yeah. And it was I interesting mean, too. It came out after the fight. He broke his hand. Did he really? Yeah, and it was like, um, oh, Ryan Hall broke his hand on the first punch he threw, and then. So many no people were like, shit. he didn't even fucking throw a punch. Like, how did he break his hand? <laughs> That's literally what was in the back of my mind. Right yeah, now. <laughs> like he didn't throw any punches. Like, how did he break his shit? I was um, like, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at it, you know, um, total strikes, 13. Right for Ryan Hall? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, geez, I don't remember dude. seeing any. He just was rolling and rolling and rolling. And then I think he rolled and like kind of got him, but not really. And right. We're just going off memory here. This is almost two weeks ago. So yeah, yeah, yeah. don't mind us. Oh, well, I mean, you know. Top props to Elio. I mean, that dude right there is like an assassin, bro. He was going after him. Yeah. Like, I mean, just to kind of catch him like he did. And, mm-hmm. I mean, no knocking him. He, he he didn't fall for it, had defense. I mean, he didn't let him get up underneath him and play it to his advantage like he wanted to. You know, that's obviously what he was going for. I just – breaking his hand, that's crazy, though, man. He didn't really, like – Yeah, it didn't even look like he landed anything. That's crazy. Interesting. Um, nice. I didn't yeah, realize so he Ilya, broke his hand. Ilya pulled out the win versus uh, – Ryan Hall in the first round uh, via knockout. Um, next fight after that, which was another banger, Nico Price versus uh, Mikel Pereira Lima. That was a three-round war slugfest. Ooh. Yes, it was. Um, Lima came out as the as the winner after three rounds. Uh, then the main event for the prelims, we had Max Griffin versus Carlos Condit. Um, I personally had Carlos Condit, just you know, wanting to see him get a dub right. later on in his career, maybe light that fire again but he couldn't come out with the win as uh max griffin won via unanimous decision just too much for him man yeah just too much that's really all it come down to um so now going to the main card which was a very very an electric main card oh my god yes everything was i mean this whole (laughs) this whole card was fire in the first place but shit, what a main card, man! But to start Every off, fight was fantastic. To start off with this fucking dog, dude, in Chris Moutinho, dude. <laughs> if this, dude. if this, if this kid doesn't fight again in the UFC, I'm gonna be so mad at fucking Dana White, dude. He, um, I mean, nothing proves yourself more than going up against Sean O'Malley. Yep, and literally taking it the whole time. 
I mean, it was a stoppage. Yeah, don't get me wrong. TKO, whatever. But that's kind of horseshit, man. That dude took it on the chin for three fucking rounds. Yeah. And just stood there, man. Especially in the last 30 bows, seconds. Man. In yeah. the last 30 seconds. Like, dude, let I him mean, fucking get that last 30 seconds let in. Him, yeah, let him just go ahead and take that on his shield. Let that be his. Yep. And let him win, you know, at least go to the decision on that fight. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like they... And he I mean, didn't even on, give Herb. Him a, come he, on, bro. I know. Like, he didn't, if he dies, he dies, my man. Come on now. Yeah, like, he didn't even give him a warning, too. I wish, you know, he vocalized going, you know, after right. the second round because he was getting his ass beat. Like, oh, after the second round, say, hey, show me something coming out on this third round. Right. Show me something. So. He was definitely, I mean, being beat to death. I mean, like, you I mean, you were talking about the other yeah. day. But he kept walking him down. That's the I crazy know. part. He just kept pressing and pressing and yep. pressing. And then Sean O'Malley's over here dribbling balls between shots. Yeah, that was sick. <laughs> He's like fucking. <laughs> Crossing him over and Alan then dropping Iverson. him with punches. Like, Jesus, man. Sean O'Malley's just, he's something he's, else. He's fun he's to so watch. He's so impressive. He, yeah, he's fantastic to watch, man. Like, So he came out with the win, uh, as we said, via, you know, knockout TKO. That's how they're going to rule just, it. But the ref stopped it. And I'm kind of just looking at, like, total strikes here. Mm-hmm. They've got Sean O'Malley at 230 total strikes. Yeah, he broke, I think he broke the record. Yeah. I think. Don't, and Matinho don't quote me on that. only landed 70. Yep. Dude, that's insane, man. He land, yeah. O'Malley what landed. What a percentage of difference, right there. Seventy-two percent of his total strikes. He threw a total of three hundred and eighteen. Landed two hundred and thirty. That is just nuts, <laughs> man. One hundred and seventy-seven of them to the head. Yeah. Out of two hundred and thirty strikes, one hundred and seventy-seven. Oh my god, man. Yeah, that's that's absurd. I Bro, think, CTE. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully, I mean, they got the seventy-five k bonus. Uh, which was well deserved. I mean, easily the fight of the night, dude. Easily, yeah. Um, and then after that fight, uh, I know we keep looking at this too, not, not to keep going on this, but like, like you keep, I keep seeing the shit moving around social media and all that from Matino. Like, oh, he worked eighty hour weeks, blah blah blah. You know, at a yeah. paint shop and all this other stuff. Dude, he got his ass beat and turned around and went and taught uh, a class. Like, yeah. His, Right after that. At his like, home gym. Black and blue, man. Just going out there. So, like, just props to this dude, man. Like, he deserves to be in UFC. If he's got a chin like that, you know, hopefully they put him up against somebody that's a little more his caliber. Yeah. And he can kind of go in there and show his real skills and stuff. Not just, hey, man, I'm a, not necessarily a human punching bag, but I'm just tough as fuck. And yeah. I can handle it. And I think if, if he does, I mean, hopefully we're, we're kind of speculating, but if he does get another shot at someone, like you said, more of his caliber, he's definitely going to be the fucking fan favorite going into that yeah, fight. Yeah, absolutely, he, he earned man. his respect. I mean, can't nobody knock that guy. We all nope. know how tough he is, man. Yeah. Uh, the f- next fight after that was uh, Irene Aldana versus Yana Kunitskia. Uh, Irene Aldana came out with a quick knockout. Well, yep. I shouldn't say that quick, first but round. first round knockout, four minutes, 35 seconds into the fight. Yep. That was pretty surprising. Um, my my uh, black sheep, so to speak, or you know, my sleeper fight of the card, this heavyweight fight between Tai Tuivasa and Greg Tui Hardy. Vasa. And I <laughs> I called it. People forget. I don't. The shoey. <laughs> the shoey after the fight. Nah, man. But we didn't forget. We I didn't know, forget. Know, we know. know we didn't forget. The um, I called Tai Tuivasa knockout. Loved every minute of it. Minute seven seconds into the fight. Greg Hardy, fuck him. Tai Tuivasa, <laughs> I love you. The shoeys, keep them going. That was fucking awesome. The Dude, shoe, he did like was, four of them leaving the fucking... I know, bro. Just like walking out there there. Someone put the hot sauce in the shit, too, and he's like, I'm not no oh, pussy. Oh, dude, I didn't say that shit. Yeah, they, uh, dude, that's hilarious. There was a... a not really an inter- interview, but like one... Uh, I think it was on like Instagram Live or something. Right. And uh, one of his coaches was like, man, talk about the shoey with Dustin's hot sauce. And he was like, man, <laughs> I saw him put the hot sauce in it. And you know what I said to myself? I ain't no bitch. Hey, and he fucking took it. <laughs> I mean, that's like the fan favorite right there, you know? I mean, he's just pure electricity. I mean, yeah. I mean, he he's, he's enjoyable. He's a very likable character. I mean, you know, and the shit with Greg, too, at the same time, it's like, you know, he's over talking mad shit about... Um, oh, even Derek Lewis. Derek yeah. Lewis, yeah. <laughs> and, and all that other crap, man. It's Relax. Like, it's just, yeah, exactly. Like, dude, come on, man. I mean, he's kind of making himself a little bit unlikable, but at the same time, too. But he's fight, unlikable you know? just from his acts before getting into the UFC. Well, I don't so. disagree with that either. And that's, that's, why, that's kind of where I'm going with this. Is like yeah. Before now, he's always he's kind of been like that, and it just kind of adds to this, kind yeah. of seeing him. He's not playing heel. He is way. heel. Right. Like he is a true exactly. heel. Um, but Tui Vasa, man, I mean, yeah, that's electric, dude. Especially like first round like that. Nobody thought that was going to I didn't see that coming. I thought it was going to go did. a couple of rounds. I saw first round. You thought yeah, first I round? Yeah, I definitely thought it was going to go at least two rounds, man. It but did I mean, scare me, though, when Greg charged him, and then he just fucking... Right. He caught him, and it was like... That's what I'm getting at. As, uh, if you guys don't already, I'll plug it again. Um, see our reaction on Instagram and 
Twitter at the Cornerman. Uh, we did a live recording, you know, just trying to get our reactions to yeah, some we crazy was all fights and shit. Going nuts over that, man. Yeah. Um, I thought it was gonna be a little bit more of a battle. I'm not gonna lie. Um, just didn't know how Greg Hardy was gonna handle it. I didn't really. Fuck him. I thought it was gonna be a stand and bang kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I figured there was gonna be at least a somewhat of a knockout. I just I didn't know how long it was gonna exactly. last. I didn't think it was gonna last a minute. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. First that's round, a good point. minute knockout. Holy shit! You know, maybe the end of a first round, but yeah. anyway. Well, fuck Greg that, Hardy. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> going going into the co-main event, uh, Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Um, this, you know, Stephen Wonderboy Tom, or what was I gonna say? No, the uh, it's crazy. My friend bet well, he placed a parlay, and up to this point, how many fight parlay? Uh, I think it was three, three okay. or four. Okay, it was like Sean O'Malley, Taitsu Ivasa, and uh, I think no he put, yeah. And then the last fight was Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Like, I told him he was like, "Who do I bet tonight?" And I was like, "Oh, well, these three guys, I think." And then the main event, you know, you you pick your own battle on that one because if yeah. I tell you one way and goes the other, whatever. And he bet. He, he did bet Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. He's like, man, all the at this point, all the favorites have won, so I think we're looking good. And, um, you know, came back to bite him on the ass, obviously, as Gilbert yeah, Burns came out with the win after three rounds. Gilbert kind of has some some shitty hits, man. I mean, yeah, he kind of had him against those the hammer fans, fists hit him. back of the head. Yeah, dude, that's kind of fucked up. I, yeah. I, I'm kind of surprised. We I mean, were sitting there. For who? us to notice at home and for us to react, yeah, bro. and he's still doing it, is a long. If I've said it, I've tweeted it many times. If I can sit on my fucking couch or wherever I am, notice something, have the time to tweet it out that says, "Hey, what the fuck? What are these hammer fists?" And then he continues to do it, and then like obviously the fight goes on, and he, you know, something else happens. Yeah, I mean that's, that's too a much time. Up. That's easily yeah, that's a too much up. time. I mean, who was it that was riffing that fight? I don't remember. I don't think it was Herb. I no, Herb did the main event. I can't remember who it was, but I mean, yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean, it was not like one or two. It was repetitive. It was a yeah. series of them where it was like, come on, bro. You're hitting them in the back of the fucking head, dude. Yeah, a lot of a ton of people actually had Stephen Wonderboy Thompson uh, yeah. made a decision. And I personally thought if Gilbert Burns was going to win, it was going to be either by uh, submission or by knockout. Uh, but, you know, he couldn't couldn't get the finish. No. And um, he came up with the win after three rounds. Uh, unanimous decision. Um, be pretty interesting to see where Wonderboy goes as he's, you know, up there in age and... This was basically, I don't want to say basically the last push for a title because, you know, anything know. can happen. I don't know, man. Anything could happen, but I think it might have been. Yeah. I mean, Gilbert kind of, in a way, kind of put it on him. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, you know, lowers the stock a good bit. Yeah. I mean, but then he again, wasn't Gilbert as Burns as he's fu- been in the past. Well, Gilbert Burns, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. But Gilbert Burns, people forget his, his run to the title was pretty fucking electric knocking everybody out choking yeah, everybody out that's true F- fucking very fast too yes so gilbert's no slouch he's definitely made a run to the top very quickly um so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see where wonder boy goes i like wonder boy i'm a wonder boy fan um and actually today and even yesterday on twitter uh gilbert burns was calling out jorge masvidal oh uh, shit nate diaz <laughs> saying you know you all, talking all this shit no 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 he was just saying like you let's like you know you know let's fight I think Nate Diaz said he replied and he was like, he's like, nah, I want to, I want to fight the person that knocked you two motherfuckers out. Talking about Kamara Usman. (laughs) It was fucking funny. Nate is slick. Nate's slick. Yeah. That Um, was fucking clever on Nate's part for sure. Yeah. So that, I would love to see a fight between Gilbert and Nate though. I mean, cause nobody knocks Nate out. Yeah. He ain't going to knock Nate out, you know, or submit him or submit, you know what I mean? It's going to go that whole fight. So we're going to see what really happens, you know? Yeah. Or I think, I think Gilbert Burns versus, uh, versus Jorge. I think that's a good fight. I think that'd be great too. I I mean, either one of them is absolutely bangers. For a realistic title, like, you know, um, or a realistic contender match. Like, Hey, this is whoever wins this fight is, you know, next in line for the belt. I think that's a, I think that's, that's a banger right there. Gilbert Burns versus Jorge. That'd be pretty fucking awesome. You can't go bad. Either one of those fights. Yeah. Uh, now we're getting to the main event, which, uh, you know, everybody and their fucking moms had something to say about this fight, especially at the end. Um, but before we even talk about it, I'm going to give you out some stats. Because uh, when I first seen these stats online, I was like, there's no way that's real. Dude, absolutely. And I had to look for myself. So uh, total strikes. Dustin Poirier had 36 total. Conor McGregor had 43. Conor McGregor landed 80% out of total of 54 thrown. Dustin landed 36 out of a total of 66, which was 55%. 
significant strikes. Dustin landed 36 out of 66. So basically, you know, total and significant strikes was the same. And Connor landed 27 out of 38, which is 71%. Um, Dustin did get that takedown. Um, But, you know, just listen to those numbers. You can't even say, like, hey, this fight was one-sided. I know, like, the eye test might have said something else, but when you look at numbers like that, you can't, you know, you can't really say otherwise. I mean, I say eye test my ass. I mean... Dude, they were kind of going at it and shit, you know. I thought McGregor looked really good. Yeah. I didn't think Poirier like he used any kind of slouch or anything like that, but it yeah, seemed like not. it was very even yeah. in the first round for what we until, saw. Yeah, until I think – well, I don't even consider that really a takedown. Connor went for the no, fucking no, no. guillotine and then, right. you know, went on his back. Um, I mean, obviously, they're, they're counting as a takedown. But, right. Um, I mean, then, that's kind of a very gray area for a fucking yeah. takedown to be considered, but I and mean, then, it is what it is, whatever. People are saying, oh, my God, Dustin was landing all these fucking shots on Connor. Like right. either they were, even so, it I mean, showed in in Connor's um, post fight um, videos that you know he wasn't touched up that much because if you're getting no, those dude. elbows thrown on your head, punches like that, ground and pound from that fucking close, you're gonna be bruised up. Yeah, you're there's gonna be, gonna be some fuck, wear and tear cut, for sure. All this stuff. And I he mean, he did. Clean. I mean, what they're counting here, you know, significant strikes by target. They're showing 35 to the head, one to the leg. So that's that's what they're saying. Pretty much every shot he threw was a was head a punch yeah. and landed on his head. Um, you know, whereas Connor was kind of mixing it up, leg, body, head. Yeah. You know. And that's uh, you know, people saying, oh yeah, he dominated on the ground. I don't, I don't think it was, it was too, it was too much. Um, anyway, they got back. As as all you guys know, they got back up. No one will really know where that break happened. Yeah, um, dude. you know, it could have been from that front kick from the elbow right before he landed. You know put his foot down and then rolled it and whatever. Um, I thought it was his ankle at first. Then obviously come to find out it's his tib fib. Right. To be a fibia break. Um, but I mean, you saw the video. Does it really look like he catches his elbow when he kicks him on the elbow? Yeah. I mean, it's so, it's so quick. fucking hard yeah, to tell, you man. You can't tell. Like, I just don't know if like, was it already kind of injured prior to this and all that other shit? Like, I mean, Dustin yeah. was over here talking that shit about, oh, I checked it with a leg kick. Yeah. No. He didn't really know. I mean, I feel like he was just kind of speculating. Maybe he expected or suspected suspected that it happened earlier in the fight and that's why he mm-hmm. broke it. But I mean, and I don't, it's anybody's guess, man. Yeah, it's the just kind of so open air is Connor himself. And right. obviously he's going right. to say some shit. We will never really get the full story to this no. shit, man. And I'll, just I've that seen a video, lot of, it happened so fast. It's like, does it really hit his elbow that hard? I mean, it kind of looks like it could happen, but I don't yeah. know, man. I question it. And a, a lot. lot of, he, he came out and posted pictures, you know, of his, pre-fight stuff like ice in his leg all this stuff and then there's a picture of his mri and i think uh, an actual doctor from the ufc looked at that picture and said this picture isn't a mri of his leg it's a picture of his ankle and then dana white came out i think a few days ago and said yeah he has arthritis in his ankle but you know arthritis doesn't cause a, cl- a break yeah, in your you bones like exactly it's your joint it's not osteophagoporosis yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah you know that happened Doctor Stoppage. They ro- ruled it a TKO. Um, I mean, and, I fucking hate that dude. I mean, yeah. in general, you know, nobody wants to see a fight in like that. Nobody especially does. like this, you know. And and my whole take but on let's it. Let's run it back. We're gonna go back again. Yeah. <laughs> my whole take on it was, dust. You know, they announced him as the winner. Cool. And then I think during the Rogan interview, he said, "Yeah, this is a win." Um, and you know, goes on to talk about whatever, but he truly accepted that as a win. And we all know from right. previous, ex- previous fights, if someone wins by doctor stoppage or someone fucking wraps their leg around someone else's fucking leg and breaks in nine places, whatever happens and it gets stopped, you know, that person at the end, he's like, man, I don't want to win like this. They're not that easy yeah. to accept the yeah. fact that it's a W even, um, the Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling. That fight, you know, when Peter Yan fucking kneed him in the head and knocked him to Mars, um, and they had to wrap the belt around Aljamain Sterling, he even was crying. And he then dropped he threw it to the, the belt. ground, man. Yeah, he threw he the belt to the ground. dropped it. So, you know, my opinion, true fighters don't want to win like that. Dustin's going to count it as a, you know, as a win. Um, obviously, we would all love to see this, you know, a fourth fight happen, but I think Connor needs to get healthy um, and maybe fight a few times before he can get to back to Dustin, you know, wherever Dustin is in his career down the line, whether it's he's holding the belt or, you know, he's, you know, ranked one through five. Connor definitely needs to get a few yeah. wins. 
I think at least at least at 155. I personally think he he should either fight Tony Ferguson at 155 or go back down to 145. I but think, everyone's gonna call him a coward for going back down to 140. He's gonna get a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, I think you're right about that. I think it's 100 percent like you're saying. Like he's gonna have to take some fights before he's gonna make it back to Dustin. I think mm-hmm. they want to hype it a little bit, mm-hmm. especially after the shit that just happened. Build himself just now. back up. Right, and I think that Tony Ferguson's a fantastic fight. Yeah, because we already know. Connor will most likely stomp out Tony. Yeah. So that's like a tune-up fight, and then uh, maybe another fight after that. I don't know who yeah. would fight after that. Yeah. But, you know, I definitely think that's something that would probably end up happening. And that fight I don't know if he'll drop happen. to 145. I'm not saying that's impossible. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I just think, think he's he was so dominant at. at 145 compared to that's what he's done at 155. True, yeah. You know, but very you true. know, he's he is getting. I mean, does he want to do that weight cut? You know, right? Exactly. He's probably physically capable of doing it, but does he want to do it? Right. Um, and, you know, people are already question, questioning his wants to be in the octagon and this and that. Yeah, What's his motivation, man. this and that. And I think, I mean, we've all seen the picture of him sitting down with Joe Rogan and that pissed off look in his face. Um, this I think after that fight, dude, yeah. That might be his fucking motivation he needs, you know. Um, yeah. A lot of us were saying, oh, that loss is what he needed. This is a big setback. Let's We're really going to see how hungry yeah, he is. This is, is a claw your ass up out of a hole. You're going to fight. You're going to earn it from here now. Yep. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, Connor was very hungry in the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is kind of almost such a big setback. It's kind of similar to that. It's not the same, yeah. but it's definitely like if you're going to let yourself have a broken leg and then you're going to come back and be humiliated, nothing's worse than that, man, because yeah, then no. you're definitely done. Yep. Right? So now he's really got some sort of ground to have to try to prove himself again. Maybe that is what he latches a hold of mm-hmm. and moves forward and like gains that ground back, like that hunger, that anger, you know, that – yeah. How we used to see Connor. Yeah. I have the fucking tiger shit. <laughs> <laughs> and and a lot of people gave Connor shit for the stuff that he said on the ground. Um, I'm not going to say whether or not, yeah, he should have or should not have said that, but people, you know, a, it's a little classless, before, man. Yeah. Bef- I think, was it, it was before they announced him as the, cha- as no, I was about to say the champion. Whoa. Got a little ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, before they announced Dustin as the winner, you know, he was lined up with Herb Dean, you know, for to get his hand raised. And I think they did raise his hand. And then when he put, you know, when they put his hand back down, he did Connor strut over to Connor as he's fucking hurt laying there yeah. on the ground. Yeah. And you want to talk about class and sportsmanship and all this shit. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's a lack of everything. For sure, bro. You're, you're, this dude you just fought. Doesn't I mean, matter what's been said. Like, dude, this dude just fucking broke his leg. I ain't trying to knock Dustin for real. Dustin should have taken the higher road. Don't get me wrong. Always yeah. take the higher road. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time. Connor was throwing some ruthless shit out there about yeah. his DMs with his wife and all yeah. that. And even when he's laying against the fence, mm. hey, baby, you looking beautiful tonight. And all that. <laughs> like, Jesus, yeah. man. But, but that was after. I mean, I mean, that was after. But, like, yeah. to see that. And obviously, Connor must have heard what he said and counted it as a real Well, win, obviously. Yeah, he I mean, was yelling, Dr. Stoppage, uh, Dr. Stoppage, this yeah. and that. Da, 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 like. I mean, he knew when he broke his leg immediately. He's literally looking at the guy, like, her bike. Yeah. Dude, I'm fucked. Like, <laughs> I'm not getting back up off the fence. I'm mm-hmm. down, man. Like, I'm out. Like, I'm fucked up. So he knew immediately. Yeah. But, I mean, like, all that shit, it's uh, it's such up in the air and all that other stuff. You know, it's kind of hard to put yourself in that position and understand exactly what he's going through and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, Poirier could have probably done a little bit better as far as how he handled the situation. But Yeah, I mean, they I, both could have at the end. Yeah, obviously both Hindsight's twenty twenty. So. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that it's so hard to be in the moment with the – I mean, think about it, man. You're in a fucking fighting with emotions flowing, mm-hmm. all that adrenaline, adrenaline pumping and shit. The roof. I mean, Dustin probably could have done his post-interview a little bit better, post-fight interview a little bit better, and then McGregor was obviously fucking pissed. He could have done a lot better with what he's done. But, you know, it is yeah. what it is, man. Hey, it hypes up the next fight. It does, and that's we what Ronda Rousey said, too. Shit. She was like – I would never have thought of that to, you know, basically right. be promoting myself exactly. while I'm hurt. I'm down, shattered fucking leg kind of deal, and I'm still pushing the envelope. Yep. Coming back larger than ever. Yeah, and I think, you know, after that fight, Dustin Poirier should get a title shot. Um, but if Against the Charlie uh, Olives. Yeah, against Charlie Olives. Is it Olives. gonna happen? I don't know, because he's been talking shit to again, Nate Diaz saying, you know, all this shit. I think Nate Diaz said, uh, "Oh, let's fight." Everybody wants Nate. Don't I know they, because that's another. Everybody. He's wants the Nate. other person that can do a type of payday, right. like Connor. Right. And uh, and I think Nate Diaz said at like oh one eighty, and Dustin Poirier was like, "Oh, I'll meet oh, you yeah, at whatever I'll piece you yeah. up at whatever." <laughs> yeah. I saw that shit. Damn, yeah. I had to be cracking up. So I think I think he should just go for the title. 
And then if he does win. I mean, I think it's kind of stupid to try to fight off somebody else. Like, hey, let's go after Nate. Like, I mean, that's great and all. Yeah, it's that wonderful. just shows that's you're in it for the money and not for right. the competition. I mean, I would rather see him go take Charlie Olives. Yep. What it says to me is if he's really actively pursuing Nate, then he's not that interested in fighting Charlie because he's probably afraid, man. I think Dustin's uh, yeah, afraid. I think that Dustin will go up against Charlie. And, I mean, he knows. That's a serious competitor, man. That's yeah. somebody that's really going to give him a hard time. That's somebody that threatens him more than anybody else in that whole little division there. So that's why I think he kind of might be uh, kind of going to Nate. Hey, I take one more payday on my way up to Charlie. Yeah. It'll be – Who knows? Yeah, Hard to say. Only time will tell. This past weekend we had a UFC fight night. UFC Vegas 31. Very interesting bout between Islam Makhachev versus Tiago Moises. Very nice. Um, <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> was that, did I pronunciate that well? I feel like the pronunciation was on point. <laughs> um, but uh, we're going to start at the beginning of that uh, main card. Uh, Billy Q, or Billy Quarantillo, um, knocked out Gabriel Benitez in the third round. Um, that was a pretty electric fight. Billy Q looked tremendous, um, showed us what he got. Yeah. I'm a big fan of him. He and, pretty uh, much put it on him, 179 total strikes to 67. Yep. 100 significant strikes. So, yeah. Yeah, he, he's also – he has a pretty good Twitter presence, so I'm a, I'm a follower of his. Um, that fight stood out. Does he reign king, kind of like the beast reigns king in the Instagram game? No, no, game? no. He ain't no, quite like no, that. No, He don't have the – he's okay. Yeah, he's, he's like <laughs> – no. <laughs> he's more of like the inner circles of MMA Twitter. Gotcha, um, okay. And then I'm going to skip that next fight. Uh, Jeremy Stevens versus uh, – oh, I didn't pr- – uh, this guy's name. Matus Gamrot. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Matus. Let's go with that. Um, Gamrot, you know, submitted him in the fucking first minute of the fight, uh, which is a pretty bad look on Jeremy Stevens. Um, you know, Jeremy Stevens is pretty much on, on a downslope, I would say. Um, we'll look up his fight history right here. I think he's lost like three or his last four fights, I think. I think the last time he fought was versus Calvin Cater, and he broke his fucking nose. Definitely um, on the downslope. I think, slope. yeah, it was. His last fight before before this weekend was versus Calvin Cater in May of last year. Calvin Cater broke his nose with that nasty fucking elbow. And then he fought um, Stevens before that, lost via decision. Oh, yeah. And then he fought, um, uh, wow, what the fuck's his name? Shit, I mean, this is definitely a disappointing loss right here. I mean, hell. damn, he's lost basically all what one, two, three, four, five. His last five fights, he's Holy lost. Holy shit! Yeah, this yeah. is a downward spiral. Then. Yeah, so it start. I think it started off with, yeah, the the loss to Jose Aldo. Um, and then he he lost. Wow. Oh, that's his name, Zabit. I couldn't remember it. Uh, Zabit. Um, I'm not even gonna. You know what? Let's fuck it. Magomed Sharipov. That's what it is. Magomed Sharipov. Zabit. Um, lost to him, then he lost to uh, Stevens, lost to Rodriguez. That was in October of 2019, and then you know last May he lost to Calvin Cater. Right. Um, in that fight versus Jose Aldo was back in July of 2018, so three year spiral, spiral. Downward yeah, spiral. that's. I mean, hell, right here, you know. And I like Jeremy Stevens too. I mean, to an extent, you know, he he did push. I forget his name. Um, on the stage for the weigh-in, and then the guy got like whiplash, and he actually strained his neck, had to pull out of that fight, and then Jeremy right. Stevens called him a pussy, this, whatever. Um, but he's he's an electric fighter, uh, but he lost, and you know you hate you hate to you don't you don't like to see fighters that are been in the game for a while go on a downward spiral like that. It's always kind of tough to watch, but I mean that's the name of the game. Yeah, I mean it kind of sucks to me. Look here, like there's hardly any strikes. Obviously, it was a submission within the first round. Uh, hardly any punches, takedown, a couple of significant strikes, but it's pretty dry. Yeah, very. Pretty quick and done. Yep. Uh, which I don't think anybody really expected uh, to be that quick. Right. Um, but, hey, what are you going to do, right? And after that Jeremy Stevens fight, um, we had the co-main event, Misha the cup, Cupcake Tate versus Marion Renault. The Belizean bruiser. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Misha Tate looked very, very, very good for being out of the octagon for almost five years. Um, 
She did end up getting the win in the third round via knockout, uh, basically ground a pound. Um, and Renault announced her retirement, you know, saying, you know, I wouldn't want to go out. out yeah, if, if I go out, this is the way I want to go out versus someone right. like Misha Tate, who's like a, you know, a stakeholder in this game. I mean, um, it was definitely a pretty dominant performance by Misha. Yeah. And she, um, yeah, like I said, Misha Tate looked very good. Um, didn't, couldn't really tell of any ring rust because we all know ring rust is real. Right. Especially being out of the game for fucking five years. That's she has a long a, ass time. Yeah. She has a, or she had a kid recently. And as, <laughs> as the goat John Anik said in the middle of the broadcast, which is wicked <laughs> awkward, he was like, he was like, and she is still, still nursing. Yeah. She's still nursing. And then like there's just a cut quiet it? right after. That and shit then, you said, yeah. I was like, oh, John Anik has to stop. Yeah. <laughs> shit like that I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people giving him shit. Um, I just think that adds like a, I mean, a comic, are, comic the facts relief. Are the fact, yeah, man. that's all it is. Yeah, it's you know, just, it's a fact. It's just the truth. Yeah. God forbid you share the truth. Um, and you know, it was pretty interesting after that fight. She's like, she's she mentioned, uh, "I'm not here for one fight. I'm here for a belt." Um, oh, that was pretty good promo yeah. for herself. But you know, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit here. You know, you're gonna that belt holder is no slouch. Uh, and for fucking sure. Amanda Nunes. For sure. <laughs> You got a long um, ways to go before you catch up with yeah. that girl, and I mean, five years out. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, and Lots I of think, ground again. I and she, I think I don't think she called out anybody, but uh, she just said, you know, wherever the the cards may may fall. Um, but I think I think her versus Holly Holm will be a very interesting fight. Yes, it would. And that's another rematch. Yeah. Um, that'll be interesting. I, I I think that's a good fight for Misha Tate. I don't I don't really see anyone in that in the bantam weight women's bantam weight division. You know, that's a big enough name, or even you know is good enough for her well, to I think, fight. Like I mean, saying, unless you want like another tuna fight. I mean, I don't know. Right. I think like you're saying with the Misha Tate being like, it's Misha Tate. Yeah. Holly Holm just makes the most sense. Like two names, right, easily recognizable. Yeah. We, we know who they are. Mm-hmm. Come back in on the bantamweight. Like, yeah. Definitely. But then again, Misha Tate might want to fight, you know, a lesser named fighter before she gets, because Holly Holm ain't no fucking slouch. Exactly what I was going to say. I mean, I think that would be the smart move. Hey, yeah. why don't you take a little bit more of a tune up fight? That's a step up from the one you just had. Yeah. And then now you let's get approach. the wheels. Yeah. Let's get the wheels rolling. I mean, like you're saying, you know, ring rust is a real thing. We might not have seen it in this fight, but there might be a little bit of rustiness to yeah, that. Yeah, especially versus you know? a dynamic striker like Holly Holm. Right. Um, and then going to the main event, we had Islam Makhachev versus Tiago Moises. Um, Makhachev was the favorite by minus 720. Tiago Moises was plus 500 underdog. Um, this fight actually went to the fourth round. I um, mean, Makachev came out with the dub um, via submission. Um, I didn't think it would go that far, um, but hey, is uh, Makachev put up? What are those numbers? Tell me them numbers over there. Those numbers were fucking. It's very very dominating. Lopsided. Yeah, very dominating. Very lopsided. So uh, you got Makachev over here with 148 total strikes, 61 of them being significant strikes. He had three takedowns, whereas Moises only had 18 total strikes. 13 of which were significant in a single takedown. Like, that's just – that's a dominant performance all around, man. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, that, would we expect anything else out of Islam, though? No. Not, I mean, everybody really. – I mean, with a minus 720 favorite, I, even Vegas didn't didn't predict anything otherwise. And I mean, that, you, that's just the nature of the beast. Islam is a monster, man. Yeah. Just something – just a force to be reckoned with in general. And if, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Yeah, I didn't think it, it would go like, to the fourth <laughs> round, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but if you guys didn't know, he he his coach is Khabib, um, which says a lot. Uh, trains under him, and even when Khabib was the champion, they trained in the same camp. I mean, they look like brothers. Look at that beard. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They look they, like you know beard, second cousins the, the or something. Mustacheless beard. Um, <laughs> but I think you know, as I said earlier, iron sharpens iron, um, yeah, which absolutely. just sharpened islam's game and what well, too he has an advantage there khabib understands and knows you know like, exactly almost what it, what it takes to be a champ right. and how to and do so it the there, right way therefore he imparts that knowledge upon him yeah and it was in real time because they were training even while he was still competing yep. and then and islam saw what it took exactly. from khabib on how to be this great and whatever i mean you know it's kind of it's kind of one of those things like you're saying iron sharpens iron but at the same time too you know the sharpest iron probably sharpens iron way more you know? yeah definitely so he has that knowledge, that ability to pass on to Islam. And, I mean, if he's coachable and he's willing to take the training and understand and try to, you know, grow, hell. I mean, Forced the, wor- to be the world with. is his oyster right now, for Literally. sure. Literally. All right, who do, who do we see Tiago 
Um, I'm sorry, not Tiago. Uh, Islam Makachev. Who do we see him fight next? I, I, I mean, I personally, on my end, I, I think he, he goes up, you know, because well, and fights Benil Dariush, ranked third. Yeah, I don't um, see him going down for sure. Because Islam was ranked ninth, and yep. he jumped four spots. Now he's ranked fifth in, uh, in the lightweight division. Um, I think he can either fight Benil Dariush, which is a, a banger. Yes. Um, or he could possibly fight RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos. Um, that's also that's a very interesting but fight. That would be fighting down though, right? Yeah, yeah five or seven. Uh, got gotcha. you. I don't know. No, I think Dariush makes the most sense for him. I mean, I feel like they're pushing this guy. I mean, I think he's got the hope, connection and all that well, good stuff. So I think that kind of adds to it. Yeah, adds to the story. But like we just we literally just looked this over. He um, he hasn't lost since. UFC 192, and that was in October of 2015. 2015, dude. That's a that's long fucking time ago. Almost six years he yeah. hasn't fucking lost. Perfect, like you said, while we were looking at this. This shows you how thick the game is. Literally, yep. exact words you said. Yeah, this division is fucking stacked. It's just full of people, lots of talent, man. It's it's a mountain to climb. It's not a quick race. Yeah. So I think I think that's where uh, Islam should go, either. Benil Dariush or RDA. I mean... That would be insane. Or fuck, maybe even Dan Hooker at eight. I don't know. It could be. There's a lot of things that go, could happen. I mean, you really think he's going to fight down, though? I don't you know. think he would take a fight down, or do you think they would promote and try to get him to take a fight down? I don't. It, it just depends on what Dan is feeling, honestly. Yeah. But like you said, they could try to build off that Khabib storyline. You know, this is I the next. I just really feel like he's got that momentum, you know. He's been in the league for a long time. Like, he's not no new face or anything like that. Yeah. He has a lot of momentum going for him. If they make him jump from nine to five, four yeah. spots like Hopefully that, he fights up versus I Darius. Think, I think they're going to give him more of a chance to go up instead of trying to say, hey, well, just take this fight against Tony Ferguson at six, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't see Tony Ferguson having it at all. No. I feel like RDA makes more sense. And even Dan Hooker makes more sense than Tony Ferguson. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Darius makes the most sense yeah. for real. I think they're going to let him take that. Because like you were just saying, Gaethje is probably going to fight Chandler. Yep. That makes a ton well, of sense too. Well, we hope because Michael Chandler said, uh, I think today or yesterday on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it was, he called out Justin Gaethje saying uh, a bunch of crazy stuff. Let me, I, think I, I think I screenshot it. Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that that makes a lot of sense. Let yeah. um, Gaethje fight Chandler, like you're saying. Michael Chandler said, um, Justin Gaethje, come on, bro. You call yourself a fighter, and you are. You're one of the most exciting guys in MMA. Be prepared to make a highlight reel or be – yeah, be prepared to make a highlight or be made a highlight because that's what I am. That's what I do, and uh, I'm ready. <laughs> so, I mean, that's – I mean, it's like a backhanded compliment right there. Yeah. There's way worse tweets out there than yeah. that shit. I'm either going to knock you out or you're going to knock me out, dude. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. We're either going to bang or – yeah, that's that's pretty awesome, actually. That's Let me good. bang, bro. I watched that. <laughs> that was on the latest <laughs> UFC fucking uh, – or the Ultimate Fighter episode. They did a recap of oh, that. Oh, yeah, with the dude with the mohawk. Let me like, bang, bro. Let me bang. <laughs> You sent me that so shit. And, and, uh, what was that? What was that on Instagram today? Or, no, that I was just uh, the Ultimate Fighter. I watched the latest episode. I know that, but you sent me that shit. I think it was on Snapchat. I guess. Anyway, we were dying laughing because you yeah. sent it to me, and I was like, "What the fuck is he even saying?" I mean, they're like at work, yeah, trying to kind of be quiet and hold it to my ear, and I hear, "Let me be, bro." He's like in tears. <laughs> yeah, that's an all time. Trying so hard to fucking die laughing, dude. That shit was hilarious. Yeah, that's a that's I'd a classic all clip. About that shit, I forgot all about it. Classic clip. Oh, yeah, dude. That's hilarious. This upcoming weekend on Saturday, July 24th at UFC Vegas 32. Uh, We got Corey Sanhagen versus TJ Dillashaw, uh, which will be an interesting bout. Uh, But to start at the beginning of the the, uh, main card, we got Mickey Gall versus Jordan Williams. Um, I personally wouldn't touch this if we're we're betting. Hopefully, I, I like I like Mickey Gall. You know, he's kind of corny, and he comes out to, "Oh, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine." Is that what he, hey, that, Mickey. That's, that's what he comes yeah, that's out what to. he comes out to. It's pretty funny. Well, it looks like it's a uh, more of a standing bang kind of guy going up against a submission artist here. So yeah, it could shape up to be an interesting kind of fight. Depends on which way it goes, you know. Yeah, Mickey Gall is uh, the underdog at plus one fifty five, and uh, Williams is the the favorite at minus one eighty. Uh, the fight right after that actually catches my eye because I'm a fan in her. And that is Macy, the future barber, versus, uh, what's her name? Miranda Maverick. Fear the Maverick. <laughs> That's her, what her, her uh, name <laughs> For this women's, <laughs> women's flyweight bout. Um, 
I like Macy Barber. She is coming off of two losses. She was 8-0, and, you know, she had goals on becoming the youngest UFC champion ever um, and actually taking that throne from John Jones. But uh, she did lost to, what's her name, uh, Motifari. She actually has a fight coming up. Um, what's her name? Roxanne Motifari. Uh, she lost. She actually tore her ACL in that fight. So took her a whole year off. That was back in January of 2020. And then um, she just fought la- last February of 2021, and uh, she lost by decision to uh, what's her name Grasso. What's her first name? Hold on, my give my computer a second. Give my computer a second. But yeah, I would. I'm I'm a fan of of Macy Barber. Um, she is the underdog at plus 125, and Miranda Maverick is the favorite at minus 150. Um, Barber eight and two, coming off of two losses. Miranda Maverick is eleven and two. Um, I would bet Macy just because I'm a fan uh, and I like her game. She has she's. If you've never seen her fight, um, they'll probably show some of her highlights. But uh, definitely go on YouTube and look up her highlights of when she was rising to the top. Well, not to the top, but when she was you know making her debuts and winning all those fights up until as of recent. The last two fights. Yeah, she she bangs and she's you know. What both only those one one twenty five? Yeah, that's right. In both those fights, she had she they went to decision. So mm-hmm. yeah, that when she when she tore her ACL, that was fucking that sucked. Um, <laughs> I remember she tore it early in the fight. She tore it and she instantly knew. She, like she went down and then she like Modafari really, didn't really do anything. Or I think the round might have ended. Or they either they either the round ended or they stop or the ref stopped and had the ref come uh, not the ref the the doctor come in. <laughs> it was funny. I think it was in was it in New York? I think it was. I think and the the doctor like put his hand on her knee and she like winced or whatever and did whatever and he he told the uh, the ref and he was like yeah she tore her ACL and like you could hear it you know, on the broadcast. Right. I remember Joe Rogan was like, what is he, a fucking human MRI machine? It was wicked. It was, it was fucking, it was funny, which made a good point, but we all knew she tore something and maybe not her ACL or whatever, but it, you know, come to find out it was her ACL. Um, but she couldn't put any weight on it and stand for the rest of the fight. It kind of sucked and Modafari didn't get the, didn't get the finish. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a, that's her name. Alexa Grasso. That was her, her last fight. She lost. Yes, that's right. Um, I went to the decision too. Mm-hmm. Unanimous, but is what it is. Yeah. Um, after that, Darren Elkins versus Derek Minner. Um, Kyler Phillips versus uh, Raulian Pava. Uh, that's a bantamweight, uh, 12th ranked versus 14th ranked. I think that's going to be an interesting fight, man. Yeah. I really I think mean, that's going to be. I think I've seen Kyler Phillips uh, fight before. I don't think I've seen Pava fight. I think it's going to be a pretty good fight. I think these two guys are going to kind of go at it. I mean, it looks like. Uh, Pava usually has like decisions, uh, as far as like how it kind of goes down. The other guy likes to bang. He's TKOs and KOs. He's kind of a knockout, knockout artist. Yeah, and this uh, as far as past fights, but uh, this looks like this might shape would be a decent little fight to watch. I mean, they're one thirty five. That's always fun. Yeah, you know, this is a good weight class to see them actually kind of go at it. So. Even we kind of I briefly mentioned it, but uh, as I said earlier, or when we weren't recording, um, the fight after Macy Barber, Darren Elkins. If I don't know a fighter by their name off the like off the bat. I know them their tattoos. You know, by their image and the fucking tattoos they have. <laughs> and this dude has the damage tattooed across his chest, and it's probably one of the all-time worst tattoos you could probably I mean, ever that's, have. That's, that's loving your nickname. Yeah. <laughs> that is 100%. So that'll be before that. nickname and embracing it. That'll be before that Kyler Phillips and uh, Relian Pava fight. Uh, coming up to the co-main event, we have a uh, women's bantamweight fight between Aspen Ladd, and she's ranked three versus Macy uh, Kaizen at ranked nine. Yep. Um, so three versus nine. Uh, Ladd is a favorite, minus 170, and Kaizen is an underdog at plus 150, um, which is kind of weird. Like, those numbers, those are actually pretty good numbers for a third-ranked fighter versus a nine-ranked fighter. Um, so that should be that should be a pretty interesting fight. And uh, now to the meat and potatoes of the main event. Got number two ranked bantamweight Corey Sanhagen coming off that brutal knockout over Frankie Edgar, that flying knee, versus TJ Dillashaw coming off that suspension for two years for doing fucking PEDs. PEDs. Um, and you know, 
they they are promoting this fight very well. I will I will give it to them. You know, Dana White is obviously the best promoter. Um, and obviously TJ Dillashaw has to come out and prove something, prove that he still belongs in in the top of the bantamweight uh, division. Um, and I think that's a pretty a really fucking strong fight to come out and fight and fight the number two ranked person after being off for two years. I mean, sure. I know I know Dillashaw was the 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 champion, um, but. You know, as I said earlier, ring rust is real, and maybe since you're coming off a PED suspension, like a real one, not no fucking, you know, one picogram and a fucking pool of whatever. Um, like yeah, no, he fucking. He even I think he said he admitted he said he did it for longer than just that one fight. I forget, but right. Um, I I think Corey Sanhagen is gonna get the win. I would like Corey Sanhagen to get the win, but I hope T.J. Dillashaw shows us something where, you know. He can say, "Hey, like I'm still here, Shit, man, and think, I'm still capable of doing something in this division." I think after the two years coming back in here, fight number two, San Hagen, like that dude's lethal. Yeah, 135 pounds. He's five eleven, and you got T.J. Dillashaw. He's 135 pounds, but he's only five six. So that guy's punching up all night, and the other dude's just punching down on him, raining bombs. Yeah, and that and that's you know what do you say? He's five six. Five six. Five six versus five eleven. Yep. So. He's got what five inches on him, and you know, yeah, with that big like, of a height difference. Hopefully, we see an. I mean, not hopefully, but you know, something electric, and maybe another flying knee knockout, just like how Sanhagen got fucking Frankie Edgar last time. It could absolutely happen, man. Yeah, I mean, nobody Frankie Edgar's that, small right? too. Frankie Edgar's real small. Yeah. So, I mean, the reach on these guys—it's seventy inches for Sanhagen, it's sixty-seven for Dillashaw. Leg reach isn't really that significantly different, but I mean, who knows, man? Sanhagen's pretty electric. Yeah, we might see something like that again. And I who think, knows? Dillashaw maybe comes out. Nice and rested, bro. I know. But ring rest is a real thing. Yeah. And I I mean TJ Dillashaw does have to have to prove a point, you yes. know, say excuse me, say that like, you know, it wasn't the P, all the PEDs. Right. Because the, I think I forget the ones that he took. Uh, I I could Google it real quick, but basically what uh what they did was like make recovery easy. And um it was like the ones that like bikers use and shit. Georgia Homeboy? GHB? Who? GHB, Georgia Homeboy. No. Is that what he was taking? No, it was, uh, what was it? That biker's taking shit? Uh-huh. It's like, you it's mean something. Like Tour de France bikers. <coughs> yeah. Like professional It's something, it's bikers. something they, they put under their skin and like it helps with their red blood cells and shit. Uh, shit, I don't know. It's EPO. That's the name of it. EPO. Is that EPO what Armstrong is, uh, was taking a lot of? Is that what who? Armstrong was taking a lot of? Probably. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it's a hormone used to sim- stimulate red blood cell production. See, I knew. See, see, He's I, on top I know. Of it. He's I know on my. Top of it. I know my steroids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he had to surrender his uh, his belt. Um, but yeah, he used EPO. I mean, it's it's probably going to be a good matchup. I mean, he might be two years out and stuff, but you know, you go you scroll through. We're on UFC, kind of looking at all the stats stuff. Both of them look like they like to bang. Yes. 40%. Uh, 43 for San Hagen. 47 for Dillashaw. KO, TKO. Otherwise, they went to decision. Not a lot of submissions between the two guys. I mean, their fight times are pretty similar. It's it's These guys might As evenly matched up while. as you could get. Yeah, this, this is looking like it's probably going to turn out to be a pretty decent match to watch. Um, Definitely who would worth expect, a watch. Who would expect less for the main card? I mean, come on. Yeah, the main event of the main card. Fuck, yeah. I mean this. Uh, this might be a you know pretty early prediction, but this might be this might be a fight of the year contender. You know, on paper. Shit. So okay, let's take a step further. Dillashaw beats Sanhagen. What that happens put, that, to Dillashaw? That throws him right in the mix of the title. For real? Yeah. He jumps that high. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sanhagen's number two. Wow. I you mean, think he jumps to two, three. What would he land? I on? don't know. I don't know about two or three. I, so but that's he, what I'm kind of getting at. Like, where would he land? Because Pete, on the rankings? Peter Jan will fight exactly. Aljamain Sterling. Uh, Sterling. I mean, that's Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> He's delicious. No, Sterling. He does, he does have um, to land somewhere. So yeah, let's just say he beats Corey Sanhagen. I think Rob Font jumps up to two. Jose Aldo jumps up to three. You know, everybody moves up besides Cody Garbrandt, and I think. You don't I think, think Garbrandt would jump to four? No, he just he just lost. Oh, that's right. He did. Just he just lost to Rob Font. So yeah, I mean. So yeah. I think he'll get inserted right there between. I mean, anywhere I'll, between four and five. I agree hundred percent. I think Sterling and Jan's got to fight again. I mean, we all know how that fight ended. There's no questions. Yeah. 
that's got to be round two. We got to yep. see that happen again. They got to run it back. Um, yeah, I think you're I right. think I think, I think that's right, where dude. he gets his, if 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 Dillashaw can get the win, yeah. then he'll get inserted yeah. right there between four or five. Cody Garbrandt will obviously go down from five, um, and then San Hagen obviously drop down. Everybody move up, create that space. Nuts, Should be an interesting man. fight. I'm excited for this fight. Um, be sure to tune in this Saturday, July 24th. Uh, I think the fight, hopefully, what does it start at uh, 7? I hope. Hopefully, they don't have a fucking weird event that's on. Okay, prelims start at 4. And um, Main card is at 6. Main card is at 6. Okay, so that's a little bit is it an four, hour early. Is that 4 Eastern you're looking at? Because I think our time would be 3 then. Yeah, this is 4 p.m. Eastern, so yeah, for three us, 3 Central. Time. So it yeah. starts uh, 6 at, our time. Yeah, 6 yeah, Central. So Eastern time, 7 normal time start. It's an early fight. It's another one of those early weekend fights. Uh-huh. So well, at least it's not a 3 o'clock fight. Fuck, those are oh, the worst, dude, and they yeah. sneak up on you, and you're fuck like, what that, the, the fuck? The noon ones are the worst one, dude. The what? The noon ones? Yeah. They've had a couple of those here recently. It's like, Jesus, man. Don't do anything. Yeah. Just get up, <laughs> have breakfast, take a shower, wash your ass, and get ready to sit down and watch TV all day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, you're going to miss it. Yeah. So be sure to tune in. Um, we'll come back on either Monday or Tuesday with a recap of that fight and, you know, we kind of gave you a little taste of where we think these fighters are going to go. Um, but we'll we'll go more in depth come Monday or Tuesday. Um, and be sure to give us a, a follow on Twitter and Instagram. It's at The Cornerman, just like you see on your, your phone or device, however you're listening to us. And, um, yeah. Yeah, check us out on Twitter. I mean, we're, we're pretty easily found if you go out and look oh, yeah. for us and search for us. Even if you tweet at us, too, don't think we're not. We're going to ignore it. Or right. I'm going to ignore it because fucking – you know, I the like, Twitter I like, king. yeah, I like interacting <laughs> with people. If you have a hot take or if you have something that opposes something I have to say, or one of my, one of my other compadres have to say, then, you know, let us know. And I like, I like to go back and forth and just know it's all in good faith. Yeah. On the podcast, we're <laughs> distributed in lots of places. I mean, you can catch us on Apple, Spotify. We primarily publish off of anchor. Um, you know, check out our last episode too. We had a pretty dope ass last episode. We had John Anik on for an yep. interview. We went up to the Poirier fight. That was fantastic. He's a, Wonderful guest, great guy, man. Just all around, just badass. Yeah. Period. Hopefully, we have we we can have more more guests on too in the future, because um, we think that'll add a little bit of a dynamic um, take to this whole process. Uh, but be sure to click that follow button, like I said on Twitter, Instagram at the Cornerman, and um, also follow, like, subscribe our podcast on your platform, and also download it too, just so. I'll say it again. Our analytics department likes those numbers, so be sure you guys get that going, and uh, we'll see you guys Monday or Tuesday. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you all. Later.